0: we pray you'll be blessed as you listen to striving for revival welcome to the striving for revival radio broadcast this is pastor justin cooper coming today from the knvbc studio at the north valley baptist church here in santa clara california my what a, pr- a pleasure it is to have you join us for the broadcast today and what an honor is mine to take the king james bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today. I hope that you have uh, been uh, enjoying life so far. I hope you've been finding something to do for the Lord, and you've been walking with Him and trying to be a blessing to others. And fulfillment in life, by the way, is found just right there in the will of God. I was talking today uh, with somebody about how folks work and work and get and get, and yet there seems to be no satisfaction. Everywhere they go, and they think this is going to be it. This will fix it. This will, this will make it work out. This is what I'm looking for. That new car, that bigger house, that better job, a different spouse, whatever it is. And yet they don't find themselves fulfilled. And they never find peace. And here it is. You're looking for fulfillment in the wrong places. No, money's okay, and a house is fine, a new car, whatever. But fulfillment is only found in the will of God. And I tell you, we need to get back to preaching on that, preachers, and I think we need to get back to believing that, Christians, that the will of God is the best place to be. Now, that means for your children, and that means for you, and that means for your neighbors, and that means for every single one of us. And no matter where the will of God takes us, it's going to be the best place to be in this world. No safer spot than in the center of God's will. And I pray that that's where you're living today. Wherever you are and wherever you find yourself, know this, God knows all about it. He knows exactly what you're going through. And I'm praying God will meet the need of your heart. Today, we're gonna get into a new chapter. We've been studying together verse by verse through 1 Corinthians, and now we're entering into 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This chapter, is a chapter dealing with spiritual gifts, the diversity of spiritual gifts, the diversity of members or people in the church and the roles for that and the purpose behind that. God does not create us all uh, to do the same thing in one sense. We don't have all the same talents or attributes, but all of us can do something to edify the church and strengthen believers. And you'll read about that in this chapter. Now, when we talk about spiritual gifts, We're entering into a subject where there's a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of uh, private interpretation and misrepresentation of Scripture, a lot of heresy has been birthed out of chapters like this. The church in Corinth was a carnal church. We see it's carnality from the first opening chapter where Paul has to address the divisions within the church. And they had a personality uh, conflict. Some of them liked Peter, some liked Paul, others Apollos, and then some the Lord. And they divided over that. We know about the immorality of the church. We know about the uh, immaturity of the church. We know that they were suing one another and that they were disgruntled and wanted the preeminence and were puffed up with knowledge. They were in that um, area of Athens and Greece, and all of that stigma and all of that air, all of that philosophy was kind of entering in, and they wanted to be puffed up with knowing something, and Paul has to contrast worldly wisdom with the wisdom of God. Now, as we come to this most carnal church that Paul wrote to, we find that they are fighting over who's the most spiritual, and they were coveting spiritual gifts. Now, just like with anything else, a spiritual gift is never draw attention to the one who has it. A spiritual gift is always to glorify the Lord and to edify those around if somebody wants quote unquote a spiritual gift to draw attention to themselves that person is not spiritual and the problem there is they want a spiritual gift without any spiritual fruit they don't want to live spirit filled they just want to display the power of the Holy Spirit so people would look at them now let's consider this now these gifts some of them are what we call interim gifts and they have since been done away with they have uh, been uh, they have ceased the cessation of these gifts is very obvious and evident as we'll read in chapter 13 that this is being written to christians in fact this is one of paul's earliest letters To Christians who don't have a complete uh, revelation of the Bible, they don't have Genesis through Revelation, the canon of Scripture has not been completed. And in the earliest days here of this New Testament ministry, you'll find that certain miracles and signs and these gifts would accompany the ministry. Some were to authenticate the apostles' message to unbelieving Jews, for the Jews require a sign. And uh, many of these gifts were used to help guide the early church, but they have since ceased. If some would claim these today, you know that they are not rightly interpreting their Bible. They're twisting the scripture. They're not rightly dividing the word of God. They're taking one Bible verse and not comparing it to others. They're not taking the full harmony of scripture and running with that is what they're doing. Now, there are entire denominations today built off of a gift. Uh, And and it's sadly a gift that is no longer in existence, and it's also a gift that's not even what they claim it was in the first place. Um, But we'll read about that in this Bible study. Now, in verse number 1 of chapter 12, here's what it says. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren. Now, there's where we can stop for just a moment. Spiritual gifts are for saved people. If you're not saved, you're not going to possess one of these, quote-unquote, spiritual gifts. And it starts with salvation. Many folks want the power of God and the hand of God on their life, but you're not going to have either of those things without having Jesus in your heart. you got to be born again. Brethren, I would not have you ignorant. So it's obvious, Paul, even those using kind language, is saying that they are ignorant. They are misunderstanding the whole concept of spiritual gifts. And he's saying, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning these spiritual gifts. And by the way, you and I can't afford to be ignorant regarding it either. And there's, that's why we have a lot of that heresy and a lot of that uh, falsity out there is because of the ignorance of people. Let's look what it says in verse 2. You know that you were Gentiles. He's talking about what they were before they got saved. Ye were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols. What he means by that is these inanimate objects, these things that could not answer prayer, could not speak, and could not save, and yet they worshipped them. They were inanimate. They were, quote-unquote, dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, But by the Holy Ghost. So he's getting in it right out of the gate. A saved individual is not going to blaspheme the name of Jesus Christ. They're not going to say that Jesus is accursed. They're going to lift him up and say that he is the Lord. And here's the emphasis the gifts that we're going to talk about are bestowed by the Spirit of God. And so the Spirit of God is essential in what we're going to talk about in this context but it goes back to salvation. A man is not saved just by uttering words, a man is not saved by praying some prayer off a card. The Holy Spirit of God is what quickens a man. He he saves the individual. He births him into the family of God. Jesus Christ shed his blood and we're saved by grace through faith, but it is the Holy Spirit of God that comes into the life of that unbeliever and regenerates him. So it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual birth. It is a new birth enacted by the moving of the Holy Spirit of God when that person cries out in faith to Christ for salvation. Now Verse number four says, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. So there are different gifts given for different purposes to accomplish different things, but they're all given by the same Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit designates these diversities of gifts to believers. He'll give them as he sees fit to best strengthen and edify the body of Christ. Verse 5, and there are, so, by, so that means this, you can ask for it, and you can hold your breath till it comes, and you can gibber and jabber as long as you want to, but the Holy Spirit of God is the only one that gifts. It's not of works, nothing you do, the Holy Spirit of God bestows the gift. Verse 5, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Verse 6, "...and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all." So these gifts are going to be different. They are given different gifts for different purposes, to do different things, but the same God is in it all. The same God is in the gift, we'll talk about these interim gifts, gift of prophecy as is, is in the gift of miracles, as in the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues, and these different gifts that we're going to talk about that were uh, available in, and uh, exercised in the early church before the completion of the Scripture. But the point is this, the Corinthians are going to be arguing over the preeminency of some of them because of certain gifts they thought they possessed. And so Paul is letting them know, hey, listen, the same Holy Spirit that uh, is, using you. He's also in that gift over there. And the same God that you think gave you that ability, he gave that person their ability over there as well. And he's trying to cut their legs out from under if you will, so they don't stand in pride and puffed up. They're already dealing with that issue as it is. So we'll find the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. Now, join us next broadcast. That's the first six verses. I just read verse 7, but we're going to talk about it a little bit more on the next Bible study. The point of these spiritual gifts is simply to help to edify the church. Keep praying with me for revival. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.